Today I'm chatting with Bonnie Parsons. Bonnie is the CEO and founder of Seen On Screen. Seen On Screen is an empowering female-focused dance community that basically teaches everyday women like you and me to dance like Beyonce or Britney Spears, Ariana Grande, like all the stars that we know and love. So we have a great chat today about how empowering dance has been for Bonnie, how she got into this amazing career and she's had great success with it. We talk about improving body confidence and just general confidence in everyday life. And we also talk about the Scene on Screen UK tour, which is happening and has been happening as you listen to this. So if you're listening to this on the day it goes out, you will have missed the first two dates. However, Scene on Screen are coming to Liverpool this weekend and Manchester. And the reason that I'm chatting with Bonnie today is I am luckily for me a part of the Manchester tour along with a dance like Beyonce class we're going to be chatting about confidence and Bonnie's formula for confidence which is amazing and I'm so excited to be a part of it I'm going to be doing it with a couple of other northern girls as well and all the information for the tour will be linked in the show notes if you'd like to buy tickets they're only a fiver and you obviously get a really really fun dance class an empowering panel with us and a cool goodie bag to go away with too so that's this saturday in the center of manchester and the eventbrite link will be in the show notes along with all of seen on screens social so if you do miss out there will be more in future and you'll hear about bonnie's plans to take over the world we've seen on screen in today's episode so without further ado here we go Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. Inspiring conversations with badass women, empowering you to make time for your personal goals and put yourself first. Hi everyone, welcome back to Put Yourself First. Today I'm with Bonnie, say hello. Hello. Hi. And we're going to chat all about dancing today and Bonnie's empowering company seen on screen. So do you want to introduce yourself and a little bit more about what you do? Yeah. um, So I'm the founder of Seen on Screen and the inspiration behind Seen on Screen was originally to teach people how to dance like the pop stars we all grew up idolising. So learning how to dance like Beyonce and Britney. Um, But the best bit is that you get to learn from the dancers that actually work with them. So I was a professional dancer and I thought all of my friends and colleagues and myself, we're the professional backing dancers that you see on TV and kind of pinching myself a little bit because I'd spent my, as I said, teenage years growing up studying MTV. Um, and then to be on the other side of things and suddenly be that person on the TV screens and have access to all these amazing people, I thought, I wonder if there's anything like it where if you want to learn how to dance like Beyonce, you can learn, or Rihanna or some of your favourite artists, you can learn from the people that actually are in the industry and know um, know those artists or know how to teach you like how the actual artists get taught. So that was the inspiration behind it. And then it's just really grown from strength to strength to a point where people were sending me letters about how seen on screens impacted their life 
on how we've helped them, how we've helped them achieve the confidence that they always wish they'd had. Um, and it just really took me back. I couldn't believe the I could because dance had had that impact on me. Dance has given me a grit and a strength that um, I'll never let go of. So I could believe it, but I, it was just almost overwhelming that I'd built something that had become so much bigger than myself. Um, so I was like, okay, how do I use all of this? And Seen on Screen's mission evolved into wanting to empower a generation of women and some very classy men um, to believe in themselves and using dance as a source of power and strength that they can carry through into every aspect of their lives. Um, and now I, we just want to give it to as many people as possible. That's amazing. I love that. And yeah. so for anyone who doesn't follow you already, can you yeah. take us back to the beginning then and how like, how dancing became that empowering source of strength for you? Like, How did you break into the industry? Have you always danced since you were little or... Like, where does your journey start, really? I think my journey starts where the majority of young girls find themselves, which is when their mom drags them to a dance class, and they're just like, why? <laughs> You've got your little ballet shoes on, and you're in a town hall, um, thinking I would rather not be here. So I started off doing kind of like ballet dance classes, which I really did not enjoy. Ballet was not, never my thing. I respect it as an art, but it wasn't really for me. Um, and then I moved schools when I was nine and I didn't really know anyone and obviously I wanted to make friends and there were these girls in the playground doing these really really cool dance routines like pop style dance routines and I just thought they were the coolest things ever so I kind of befriended them and they went to dance classes every Tuesday night and so I started going along, and it was kind of like that Britney-style dancing, music video style stuff. And I just fell in love with it. And I think because it was so relevant and current, I'd turn on the TV and see that style of dance, and then I would be doing it. So it felt like it was very much part of a bigger picture. And then um, it stopped being a hobby when I just realized it was – I went to – it sounds funny, but I went to a Britney Spears concert when I was about 15. And um, something just clicked in me, and I just went, this is what I want to do. And I just saw Brittany and her dancers up there, and I was like, yep, this is me, right here, don't want to do anything else. Um, and I just fell in love with it. It's like falling in love. Sometimes you don't know necessarily why you fall in love with a person, and I don't know why I fell in love with dance. It was just everything to me. Um, and then I got into a really great performing arts school where I did my A-levels. Um, and then I left and I went to New York and Los Angeles and I just met people. I was just a bit um, naive and went up to people and was like, hi, <laughs> my friend. Um, and then they turned into, I think I've probably got a talent for picking the right people because they became very successful themselves. And then I got good because I was training so hard and um, I started booking jobs and started breaking into it. And it kind of, it happened from from there really that's amazing and I think this this sort of industry takes so much passion and dedication it does I feel like you almost have to have that intense like love and obsession for it it's like starting a business like you have to be so dedicated to the cause 
because there's so many obstacles along the way and I imagine you know you've the dedication that you have to dance and the reason that you love it so much has really pushed you through and allowed you you know to reach perhaps like reach a level of success that other people might not have done I think so and I think it's also about having that and I like I said I don't know if it's a naivety I don't know what it is but I always had I always knew that even like so when I was training I've always kind of been the underdog throughout my career really and school didn't really get on with school unless it was the performing arts creative sports randomly history as well or then when I actually got into this top dance school that was feeding into the royal ballet and that kind of thing I was just like the worst the worst dancer I had no technique got in by a miracle and um the teachers it was almost like the opposite of what seen on screens all about they almost couldn't look at me and oh god I've got to have that girl in the studio that has no technique and I just thought you don't see my potential but I see it and just gear up because I'm going to be amazing and I don't know where that came from but that that's something that really kept me going when everything around me is saying you're not good enough you can't do this why bother I just always knew I was just like yeah I am you can't see it now but I will be um and I think that that grit when you start a business is just so invaluable because it's exactly the same thing um and having that that belief in yourself and that knowing that despite what anyone else says or thinks you will do what you set out to I don't know where that comes from but it's very handy because you need it all the time yeah definitely and do you feel like being equipped with that level of strength you sort of that you've brought that to your scene on screen workshops and you almost use that to hopefully instill that confidence in the women that you teach as well absolutely yeah um and also I think it's more a the the dancers or the teachers that I hire I see it in them so I I hire very well because I understand what it is that's going to drive someone to want to really teach and not just be there because they're getting paid to be there but because they love it just as much as I do and I think it actually being the underdog or knowing how it feels to not be the best person in the room gives me a lot of empathy for my students because I know how they feel if they're a little bit intimidated or if they're a bit shy or they're feeling like oh I can't do it um if I was just always the best day staff student I probably wouldn't have that relatability or that empathy to be able to be like, you know, it's okay. I know how you feel and to be able to say the right thing at the right time to get them through that. So that definitely helps as well. Yeah. Great. And so that with that being said, what would you say seen on screen stands for as a business, as a community? What do you want women to know when they come to their first seen on screen dance class or workshop or like what do you refer to them as because I feel like it's a workout it's a workshop yeah. it's like I just call everything. it a, a session or a class or, yeah um I don't know I guess it when a few different things really when they come to class all I want them to know is that it's not about being step perfect and there's not necessarily a right or a wrong and I always um, I'm not allowed to swear on a podcast, am I? Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, go for it. I, I always I say to them, dance like you don't give a fuck, because it's the best way. Because if you stop 
caring what other people think and you just go for it, people are going to respond to that. So stop caring so much. I always say that. I think a lot of it is that I want to give them a space where they can be their true selves. Because sometimes we talk about having an alter ego, which is almost like putting a mask on and having this persona that is bigger than yourself. Whereas actually, I think it's more about taking the mask off than putting it on. And I think it's actually more about creating a safe space for people where they can really be themselves. Um, and they can be strong if they feel strong. They can tell someone to go, you know, piss off if that's how they feel. Or they can be really vulnerable and they can show a bit more of a softer side to themselves. I think it's really about being somewhere where women or men can express themselves in a free space. Because that's really what dance is about. Um, and saying that's okay. And if they feel strong, then be strong. If you feel vulnerable, then be vulnerable and own that. So I think really it's about owning who you are, no matter in what stage of your life that you're in. I think that's what I I want it to stand for. I love that. I think the reason that I've struggled with dance in the past is, like you say, dance makes you really visible. Yeah. And I think for women who are struggling with confidence, they really need that safe space to be that visible and that sort of vulnerable to judgment or even from judgment from themselves. So. That's- the worst judgment is yeah people think about how much you're worrying about yourself right now and the person next to you is worrying about themselves just as much are you thinking about the person next to you and they go no I'm like right and the person next to you is not thinking about you which is a very comforting thought in a dance class so if everyone's really worried about themselves they're not thinking about what you're doing so just go for it you've got nothing to lose yeah absolutely um why why do you think that dance in particular is so powerful when it comes to feeling empowered and confident? Because yeah. I feel like everyone you know, everyone can benefit from exercise in general. You know, if, if people are going to the gym or going for a walk or whatever it is, most people feel better. But yeah. I think dance is so special in that it, it just adds an extra level of, empowerment and sass and why do you think that is it's because of the music that you are dancing to yeah if you didn't if you dance to I don't think ballet is, is empowering in the same sense it is because you have to be so strong but I think the the type of music we're dancing to you know we're dancing to Beyonce flawless and she's saying this is my shit bow down bitches you know you can't and you and we say you don't have to go in ground in everyday life telling people to bow down because you would just be a bit you know that would just be rude (laughs) (laughs) in when you're in a dance class and you're dancing to Beyonce own that because everyone has an area of their life but you're like you know what actually yeah bow down you know or yeah I do run this I do run my world it's the I think it's because it's so closely linked to the music and the music's so empowering that's why dance has that extra level it's because I I think about it a lot but I think music is like a fast track to someone's soul or the real you it's like a hot wire to it so you add music and dance and you put it together it goes straight to straight to where it matters and you can express that and you feel strength from doing so 
yeah yeah I love that and I, th- I think what's interesting to me about seeing on screen is in years gone by women have looked at these incredible women in like pop culture like Beyonce like you know Ariana Grande or whoever mm-hmm. and they've almost they've either like compared themselves to them or thought oh god like I'll never be that gorgeous or I'll never be that good at dancing I'll never have that body and you're all about embodying that confidence and owning who they are and owning their own body and thinking you know what I can you know move in the same way and it's me and it's my body does that make sense (laughs) it does um and as well I think in terms of learning how to move your body people think like I think the misunderstanding is that Beyonce popped out the womb perfect she didn't and Ariana Grande didn't they've had to work so hard and put so much money into their careers and their talent and their appearance so a lot of the time when you know you come to class and I can feel the energy people start getting frustrated I can't do it I can't do it like just give yourself at least five minutes you know to get the routine just give it a little bit of time um I think sometimes people want it now 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 um and I think that the more you can be realistic about actually the work it does take and not shy away from that and go, I can't be bothered if it's going to take me work. Um, And just be real about that really, really helps. Because if you think that Ariana Grande is just naturally that skinny, naturally that beautiful, naturally that talented, and she hasn't had to work for it, then it would be a bit depressing. But if you followed her around and you saw how hard she did work and what she invested, you'd feel a bit better. You'd be like, oh, okay. So I think there's that going on a bit as well. People don't see the the kind of the ugliness or the hard work that goes behind being like that. Yeah, absolutely. And so we've we've mentioned some sort of confidence and mindset obstacles already, but is there anything else that you hear frequently from maybe new people in your class? Yeah. For anyone listening to this who might like the idea of a scene on screen class, but they might have these like mindset struggles about it. What do you hear the most in terms of people struggling and what do you sort of answer back to that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I that's what I hear the most. I've got no coordination. I'd love to dance. I've got two left feet. And I always say, if you were a great dancer, I'd be out of a job. Like the point of a dance lesson is that you learn and that you're taught. And that's why, again, I think an Instagram doesn't necessarily help this. But I think a lot of people think that you go to a dance class to look fabulous. Um, but actually, you go to a dance... I always say, embrace your hot mess phase. You've got to be a hot mess. Because when you learn anything, and when you push yourself, and you progress, and you grow, there's always going to be a hot mess phase. And you've got to get used to it. You've got to expect it. You've got to know when it's coming, and you've got to learn how to deal with it. Because if you go through life wanting to be perfect and not wanting to make any mistakes, you're not really going to go anywhere. Um, So I always say embrace your mistakes. They're there to make you better. Um, And don't be afraid of being a hot mess for a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. It's our job to make sure that you feel fabulous at the end of class. But there's no shame in being a hot mess, I think. I think that's what it is. It's understanding that any kind of growth in dance class, I see people transform in 60 minutes and it's the most rewarding 
amazing thing that I do and I want to give it to as many people as possible and they can't go through that transformation if they don't a put themselves out there they feel a little bit vulnerable trust me enough as a teacher that I know what I'm doing that they're going to feel great by the end of it all mess up do it again mess up do it again mess up get it right yes I'm feeling great I think it's about understanding that you've got to go through that to get to being Brittany if that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah in the dance class and in life <laughs> yeah, I always say Beyonce wasn't built in a day yeah you know give it a bit of time and what would you say in terms of like body confidence perhaps because I imagine this is another huge thing that you have to face when women are coming to classes and yeah. they don't feel confident in their body or they feel like they need to lose weight to be able to dance well and look sexy or whatever it might be what are the sort of tips that you share in your classes and to women struggling? I think it's a mindset because I've seen dancers, professional dancers, who aren't skinny at all, but they're the best dancer in the room and they're just owning it. If you own anything and you do anything with enough confidence, people will respond to it and go, fair enough. And I always say so when I, I, it's not necessarily about, it's about being healthy but in that one hour that you're in a dance class, you're not going to be able to drop, you know, half a stone. So, or however much it is you want to lose. It's about having that confidence. And it's always like, well, what is confidence? And I always say, dance like, this is the mindset I put people in. Imagine someone you really, really fancy is in the audience and they're watching you dance. But the best bit is, is you know that they really fancy you and you're, you're maybe not that bothered. And you're just like, take it or leave it, I'm fierce. So dance like you're the hottest thing ever. Your crush thinks you're the hottest thing ever. And they're watching you with their jaw on the floor being like, oh, my God, she's amazing. Completely own that. Take it or leave it if you feel like it. And have fun with that. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's about embracing what you've got and owning that. But at the same time, if you're feeling overweight or you're not feeling happy in your body then you do need then address it you know why aren't you feeling happy what is it that you're eating that doesn't make you feel good yeah absolutely um there is definitely that aspect of it but if you're healthy and you're still struggling with your body confidence then you just gotta love it you just gotta get over yourself (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's to it's totally a mindset thing isn't it yeah but I think it's worth looking into it rather than just going I hate my body full stop I hate my body I hate my body I hate my body why and if there are reasons why what can you do about it yeah exactly (laughs) you can take control of it too and if it is you go well actually you know what I'm really healthy I might not be a size eight, but I wasn't born to be a size eight. I'm a size whatever I am, but I'm healthy and I'm happy. Then rock on. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, go on, what were you saying? <laughs> like, what's the problem? If, if, if someone is that, whereas if you're overweight and you don't feel healthy and you're tired all the time or you don't feel right in your body, then it's time to take action. Yeah. I know. I think some people, some some women are so caught up in comparison that they're naturally a size 
14 let's say or 12 or whatever and they're just you're never gonna like I am never gonna be a size 8 for example I am never gonna be a size 8 just because you know I have chunk in places that just doesn't go away (laughs) so why would I beat myself up when I'm perfectly healthy I you know eat well move my body why would I especially when a a skinny girl is probably looking at your chunk going god I wish I had curves (laughs) yeah exactly like the grass is always greener and I think comparison is such a toxic thing Again, I think it's just about being conscious and being like, oh, I'm comparing myself to someone. Why did I do that? And catching yourself. Yeah, I know. I always say, like, have a word with yourself. I'll yeah. literally talk to myself and be like, Kat, why are you doing this? Pack it in. Yeah, and I think having that, doing that consciously so you can nip it in the bud and just understand why you do what you do helps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So... Tell us, um, tell us about the scene on screen tour. Yeah, so it's so exciting. So I find that all of the fitness world is so concentrated in London. Um, and we've, there's this massive market called the UK that people are almost turning a blind eye to because they don't see the potential there. Whereas I've gone, our mission as a business is to empower a generation to believe in themselves. And that comes from me knowing what it feels like on both sides of the coin to believe in myself relentlessly and then to have really severe self-doubt when it comes to business and having to constantly pick myself back up. So, and women and getting, you know, 50-50 women in the world as well is such a massive driver for me. And to empower a generation doesn't mean to empower the boutique fitness market in London. So I cannot wait to get outside of London and just hit the UK running and go to every city because my goal is for literally there to be a scene on screen dance class on every corner in the UK um so this is just the beginning of it and I can't wait to meet all those new people to see them it's so exciting when we see I get notifications through and it's like da 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 just book Liverpool da 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 book Manchester and to see people all over the UK booking your classes is just amazing. So I, we just want to come to as many people as possible. I love that. I'm totally on board with that message. As a proud northerner, there is cool stuff happening in Manchester and people always just take everything down to London, I feel like. It's like the default place for it cool is. events. It and is. like, hello, we're up here too. And I, and I hear that and I'm so excited by that because we're – we're, we're ready to do it and we know that there's you know there's so many people um who are very underserved and that don't have access to something that they should do and that can benefit and help everyone so we are very excited about it yeah I am too <laughs> so <laughs> by the time this one goes up as you said before we started recording there'll be a couple that have already gone but yeah. from the 8th when this goes up are there still tickets available? Like which date, which cities will you still be in? Obviously Manchester, but which which other cities? Manchester and Liverpool. Yeah, amazing. And is, yeah. have they still got tickets available? Yes. Yeah. So we want as many people as possible. Amazing. So those will be linked in the show notes. And which which dates are they? So they're this. Are they both this weekend after the podcast goes up? Yeah, so yeah. the 
The Manchester class is on, just having a look, October 13th. And the Liverpool class is on October the 14th. Yeah. And for anyone in, because you'll have been, <laughs> I'm getting really confused because this podcast is going up in a week. But Yeah. So the, the weekend that we're recording this, you'll have been in Scotland and Birmingham. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone like across the UK listening who's missed out, I'm sure, you know, it's, going to be a huge success and you'll be back soon we want to be booking another talk pretty much straight away because we want to actually be expanding and have permanent classes in all the major cities across the uk so i think if you're listening to this and we haven't come to your city this time around email us um please come here and we'll look into putting on a date in your city yeah tell us a bit more about what's going to be happening at the tour dates because Obviously, it's going to be a dance like Beyonce or dance like a star session, yeah. but you're also going to be doing panels, aren't you? Which I am a part of, which is really yeah. exciting. So, okay. should we chat a bit about that too? Yeah. So, if you come down to class, um, we're basically going to be doing a Beyonce workshop because we're best known. I'm a massive Beyonce fan, and I just love everything that she's about. So. We're going to be doing a Beyonce dance class and I'm going to teach you how to dance like Beyonce. Um, I've worked with Beyonce's choreographers and I've just soaked up everything they taught us. Um, so everything they taught me, I'll teach you. Um, so you're getting it one step from Beyonce and it's just fun. We're going to be strutting, we're going to be working out, we're going to be sweating, we're going to be whipping our hair, shaking our stuff. Um, so it's just going to be really, really fun. And then, and very sexy. And then the um, panel talk we're doing is going to be about finding your confidence. And I always think about why confidence matters, because I feel like it's such a buzzword that people talk about all the time, but you actually go, well, what is it and why does it make a difference? And I think that we should all be living our, our best lives and we should all be going for what is important to us and for our dreams and what we want to achieve. And confidence is so crucial because it makes the difference between carrying on and picking yourself back up or giving up. And I think that moment where you're in that really, really tough struggle, you go, you know, what? I can't do this anymore. It's the confidence in you goes, yes, you can do it. And that voice that says you can do it. And that's the confidence that, of why it's so important and why we want to give that to as many people as possible. So um, I put a formula together called the X factor in confidence. Um, so it's going to be all about that. And, you know, when you do an equation, you have to find X. Yeah. Well, my now husband is, <laughs> is a bit of a mathematician. And I had to, as a businesswoman, I had to learn how to use Excel challenge I don't know if you do, do you think I have done before in very limited ways <laughs> it's a struggle well yeah. I went knowing nothing about excel and always struggling with math building financial models for my business so that was that's the story in itself but then I got inspired because obviously with excel you have to work with all these equations um and I thought if I could make a formula for confidence like if I could bottle it as a formula and give it to as many people as possible. What is that? Um, and I think the X or the missing ingredient in confidence is self-compassion. 
because I don't think you can pick yourself up again and again and say you can do it you're constantly beating yourself up and saying you're an idiot why did you do this you're not working trying hard enough trying hard enough blah blah blah. I think if, if you do that it's really really hard to have that true confidence whereas if you turn around and go okay you're working hard try again and have that love for yourself it's easier to pick yourself back up so I think self-compassion is the thing that people don't realize they need a lot of the time um and that's what we're going to be talking about and discussing I love it I'm really excited to be a part of it yeah and there's going to be some other amazing women part of it too it's going to be so good yeah I'm all about like just girl power and those positive vibes I love it me too I think because it makes the world a better place so these are the quick round questions that I ask every guest at the end of the podcast so the first question is what is your go-to self-care treat or ritual after a long stressful day a hot shower herbal tea and meditation love it I feel like meditation is a must (laughs) It's like having a shower for the brain. It just cleans everything <laughs> off and you can chill out. Definitely meditation. Yeah. What do you use for your meditation? Louise Hay is amazing. Oh, yeah. Deepak Chopra. He's got some good ones. Um, sometimes I just think I've done enough meditation classes to kind of get myself in the, in the rhythm now. Sometimes if I just need mental quietness, I'll just tap into my breathing and just try and... Um, quieten my mind a little bit and get some respite yeah Um, yeah, so they'd be the ones I use I love it second question is what's challenging you to leave your comfort zone recently I don't really have a choice every day is a challenge to leave my comfort zone I wish I could stay in my comfort zone a bit more (laughs) quite nice um oh god what challenges it's um Managing the financial side of a business is really challenging, especially for me when I'm not like uh, managing that side of things has never necessarily come naturally to me. Um, having to prioritize, I think having the skill set to back up your ambition and your goals because you can dream really big, but then you've got to have a really big toolkit to back up the dreams. Yeah. So I think always kind of refining those tools and if you don't have that tool in the box, you're hiring for it or getting it yourself. I think I think it's having the, the skills to match the vision for the business. Yeah. That keeps well and truly out of my comfort zone every day. Yeah, absolutely. Especially as such a creative business. Yeah. You start off with this vision and the creativity behind it is what fuels you but then you have to follow through with the practical side of things which I'm exactly the same like the financial stuff like the logistics of it all it's it's really hard so it's like constantly googling things or trying to figure stuff out as you go along isn't it yeah it's so hard and I don't think and if you if you haven't run a business, sometimes I, I like envy people that just go to work and do one job and have one role and then get paid at the end of the month. Um, and I feel like I'm juggling five different roles and, you know, 
but then at the same time I get to be the boss and be in control and there's nothing standing in my way of following my path except sometimes being a woman which is why I feel so so passionate about giving women that grit and that strength because they're going to need it a bit more than men will yeah I completely agree yeah with that being said then um personal and professional what are your goals for the next 12 months like what are you excited to do in 2019 can't believe it's 2019 I know um personal goals is to get a dog (laughs) I love it (laughs) (laughs) I want to get a dog my I got married this year um and we're gonna get a new flat next year where we can get a dog that is my main personal goal um my professional goals is to have seen on screen up and running across the UK um so to have our teachers in place and for our classes to be in place so weekly a weekly class in Manchester in Liverpool in Birmingham um get that up and running for sure would be the uh professional goal and also to get women investing um I've had so many ups and downs with the investment side of seen on screen because I'm not the traditional MBA graduate that people would rely on. I'm obviously also a youngish woman. Um, and I think that sometimes men just don't get me or my business. Um, so I feel really passionate about getting women investing and proving that women do invest and they can invest um, as well. That's a, a big goal for next year too. That's amazing. So do you have a favourite resource that you always recommend that, you know, maybe supports you every single day in your business? Is there any, are there any tools that you mentioned? Yeah, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah, yeah. She is a godsend. <laughs> there is so much content on the internet from Oprah. If you need advice directly from Oprah, type in your problem, followed by Oprah Winfrey, and there will be a talk on it. That's so cool. I've never even thought about that. I've only just like randomly watched little videos from her and I do love her. I need to read a book actually. Have you read it? Gee, no, I haven't. I haven't read her book. There's actually a book that she recommends called Seat of the Soul that I really want to read. But um, honestly, Oprah Winfrey is my go-to source of advice. I love her. I feel like she can just say no wrong. And I think if Oprah can do it, you know... And she's just been through it all. She's so relatable. So I would say Oprah. Um, and then I think <laughs> Oprah's not necessarily, I know she, you can't exactly go and have a, a coffee with Oprah. So um, I would say put people around you that are their strengths or your weaknesses. So I'm lucky that my husband is fantastic at maths and is a software developer. So he can help me because I'm crap at tech and I'm not very good at maths. Um, my dad's a great businessman, so I can call him up and he's very black and white, very to the point. I see in a rainbow and my dad sees in black and white. So, um, that's very helpful too. So put people around you, uh, that whose strengths are your weaknesses. Great advice. Yeah. And to finish then, um, if people are wanting to come this weekend to Manchester or Liverpool or they just want to find out more about Scene on Screen and follow you guys where can they go online to find you so follow our Instagram 
So at sceneonscreen.dance or follow us on our website. We've got a fab website with loads of videos and go to www.sceneonscreen.dance. So if in doubt, sceneonscreen.dance and you will find us. Cool. And the ticket li- the tickets will be linked on the website, won't they, for the tour? Yeah. You just go straight to the UK tour tab um, and it's all there. And they're only £5 a ticket, so super affordable as well. Yeah, definitely. So come and see us this weekend if you're in Manchester. Amazing. I'm so, so excited. I'm thrilled to be there and I, I can't wait to see as many people as possible. Thank you so much for listening to Put Yourself First. If you enjoyed it or you have any feedback, I would love you to leave me a rating and review wherever you're listening to this. And if you'd like to reach out to me on social media to let me know you enjoyed it or just have a chat and say hi, I'm at cat underscore horrocks on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're feeling extra kind, share this on to a friend who you know needs to hear this one too.